0: Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easy way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space. So you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add your podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. Once again, Podgo for monetizing. Welcome to West Virginia and Commonplace. Today I have with me a guest that is actually from the area that I am from. Not the exact town, but she is from Virginia. And I'm always happy to have people from my home state. Um, This lady, her name is Christina Rizzo. Christina Rizzo will tell you a little bit about herself in just a moment. She is an entrepreneur to a degree, and she is invested in helping women. And that's something that is hard to do out here because of COVID and COVID ending, and we're just opening back up the world. So Christina Rizzo, I'd like to say hi to you, and I would like you to tell the audience about yourself, what you do, who you are, and what you're trying to carve in the world.
1: Absolutely. Hello, everybody. I'm Christina. I am at this moment when we're recording 38 38 years old single mother. I have a 15 year old son just wrapped up his freshman year of high school. So that was definitely interesting with COVID because he went to a new school and then social distancing and mask wearing. You know, it's tricky being a teenager, number one, but then number two, add all the other stuff into it. So it was definitely an interesting year school wise for him. I have worked in the field of education for 14 years. So that has been my day job um, as a special education teacher and I worked with high school students for nine years and then became a specialist working with uh, programming for students with emotional disabilities. So my other passion though, that I am going full-time, I'm actually quitting my job this month and going full-time into transformation coaching or AKA life coaching. And I work with women who are going through a breakup, divorce, separation, and they're trying to take control back over their lives because all of us have been through a heartbreak at some point, And we know how unsettling that can be and how terrible it can feel in that moment when you don't know what to do. And you know, this whole vision you had for yourself has now completely changed in a moment. And it can feel, you know, just very sad, very depressing. And I like to empower women to see this as an opportunity for a new beginning. And so I'm very passionate about that. I have been through not one, but two divorces in my life. Whoa. and I know. <laughs> and also, uh, you know, breakups, dating guys that weren't right, dating, you know, men that weren't healthy, realizing that it was me. I had to work on myself <laughs> and heal myself so that I would start being attracted and attracting healthier men right so once I've done all this work and I've been working on myself since my early 20s I just really wish that there was more of this information and knowledge out there in the world so that other women wouldn't have to be piecemealing this kind of information together or just thinking all men suck I'll never have the relationship that I want there's something wrong with me I don't want any of those narratives to be out there anymore. You know, I, there's a different way of seeing things. So I actually originally tried to stay away from helping women with this specific area because I don't like to be boxed in. I like helping everybody. I love doing all the things, right? But everybody has always come to me because they are going through a breakup or a divorce. And so I'm like, obviously this is the, the focus I'm meant to have for a reason. So I fully embraced it
0: okay okay now your uh company all she adventures yes how did this name come about and and how did you come up with that because that's really i mean when i when i looked that up uh on the internet and i seen it i was like all she adventures and it took me back to uh beach in north carolina for some reason and wow. it, for some reason it just made me think of that distinctive beach, and I mean, I've been to a lot of beaches, and all she adventured. I, I felt like I had seen it somewhere, but I didn't know where, and then I was like, maybe this is something that's truly, truly original, so I was like, I definitely wanted to ask that question, and know where did this come from?
1: Um, it came from my soul, <laughs> one day, actually. I, I can't really even remember the moment or the time anymore, but I view life as an adventure. I think that everything we go through in a life, we can see it as an adventure, whether it's a positive adventure, a negative adventure. I mean, just life's an adventure, right? You never know what you're going to get every day. and can be different. So I also love to travel and traveling is like my biggest passion besides dancing and then helping people. Those are like my three top things. So I wanted something to capture this idea of life being an adventure and also this idea of being someone who is adventurous, who travels, who gets out there and goes after their dreams and their goals and their passions in life. And that's where Oshie Adventures comes from.
0: Okay, now your dreams here, um, you have made some of your dreams come true. Uh, If anyone heads over to your website, they can see some of these things. So I will let you uh, let the audience know about a few things that you did um, at different periods in life. Like you did some things a little bit more advanced in age than others. If you wouldn't mind uh, venturing there and letting us know about your adventures that you in your dreams.
1: Yeah. So um, I've always been very passion driven, goal oriented, achiever type of person And so one of the biggest dreams I had when I was 18, I wanted to become an NFL cheerleader, but I got married at 19. I had my son at 23, divorced by 26, and single mom life, teacher life. Obviously, as we know, you're very limited in how much money you make as a a teacher and then as a single mom on top of that. So I never pursued that dream. But there was this moment in my life where I was dating this guy for a few months and he was just not good for me at all. Triggered each other. And it was kind of like at that moment in time, also I had been doing a lot of work on myself and I started to get this realization that I needed to really go all in on myself. And so after we broke up, I decided I wasn't gonna date anybody for a year and I was going to take a year and I was going to do something for myself. And so when I was like, what am I going to do for myself? The idea was, oh, you know what, why not go out for NFL cheerleader? Like, why not? I mean, who cares if you make it or not? The idea is like, why not just go for this thing that you wanted to do and you never did. And so that is how I started to pursue my career. Uh, for uh, the NFL and trying out for the Baltimore Ravens cheerleading team. So as soon as I decided to do that, I had to lose some weight. So I started working out. I started taking dance classes again. I hadn't cheered since I was 18 years old. Oh,
0: whoa.
1: Yeah, I did the dance team for like a a year in college. And then that was it for me. And at the time that I started pursuing this, I was 32 years old. So 32 years old when I said, NFL cheerleader sounds like a fabulous idea. And I hadn't danced again in many, many years. So it was a lot to come back and relearn, you know, learning how to do your lead. I mean, I knew how to do everything, but getting back into it, not being rusty, you know what I mean? Was a lot. And also I'm juggling a kid and a full-time career as well while pursuing this dream. So I, I did it though, I made it to auditions uh, and I cried. So I got my hair done and my makeup done. And as I'm driving to the Baltimore Ravens cheerleader auditions, I started crying because I was so proud of myself that I was doing it. You know, I was like, screw the outcome. Like you're here. You are like you said you're going to do the thing and you're doing the thing like, hell yeah. Right. <laughs> so I tried out and got cut in the first round. It's super competitive world of professional cheerleading so tried out got cut it was fine of course I was sad but I knew that I was most likely not going to make it and I had formed some friendships so during this process and one of my friends happened to be on the Baltimore Ravens playmaker team which is they don't dance on the field but they do all the fan-based interactions they're the appearance team the promotional team for the Ravens so the next weekend I drive back to I'm living in Virginia by the way in (laughs) North. I drive back up to Baltimore. I try out for the playmaker team and guess what? I got cut. (laughs) I got (laughs) cut from that too. And I was like, damn, you know, and then I was kind of sad, but I decided I wanted to keep going. So from there, I ended up trying out for a semi-professional cheerleading team. Uh, It's a semi-professional basketball team that was based out of Maryland. And I made that team. So I would commute up for practice and for games but it really helped get me even better with my dance skills. It helped me improve like the whole world of of professional cheerleading. You can't just show up like bare faced. I mean, you have to have the eyelashes and the proper makeup and the hairstyle and the look. So being on that semi-pro team was so helpful because it just really helped me learn how to get better at styling myself like that so that I would fit the part uh, from an appearance standpoint. And then I decided, okay, I'm gonna try out again for the cheerleading team and the playmaker team if I don't make the cheerleading team. So I tried out again for the Baltimore Ravens cheerleading team. At this point, I think I was 33 and I didn't make it again. I got cut. <laughs> <laughs> got cut again, round one, cut again. I was like, damn it, you know, but you know, again, I still did it. So I was still there. I showed up. I was proud of myself for that, but it's an emotional process. Well, the coach for the playmakers saw me and she remembered me from last year. And she's like, oh my God, Christina, you look amazing. If you don't make the cheerleading team, I'm sorry, but I do hope you come out to playmaker auditions again. So she had said that to me, I got cut. I was still really like sad, emotional and the auditions for the cheerleader and the playmaker are one week apart. So it's like one week of like getting kicked in the butt and then having to overcome that mindset, right? And pick yourself up to be potentially rejected again, right? So I was like, I don't know if I can do it. I just don't know if I can put myself through this and get rejected again. But this is the thing, My one of my biggest tips I recommend to anybody, if you're unsure of something, ask yourself if you're gonna regret it, you know, regret not doing it. And so that's why I had a come to Jesus talk with myself. I was like, are you gonna regret not putting yourself out there, you know, not just going for it, even if you get rejected. And you know, the answer was, yeah, I would regret not doing that. So I picked myself up emotionally, packed up, drove up to Baltimore, tried out for the Playmakers and y'all, I made the team. <laughs> so I made it my second time. I was on the Baltimore Ravens Playmakers for three seasons. It was the best experience of my entire life, you know, women often say that their biggest accomplishment is motherhood. And that's amazing, right? It's great to be a mom. I'm so thankful to have my son, but my biggest accomplishment is honestly what I achieved by becoming a Baltimore Ravens playmaker. And also I did go on to try out for another professional cheerleading team for major league lacrosse. And I made that as well at Mm -hmm. 30 years old. Those are my two biggest accomplishments. And the reason why I say that it's because honestly, any of us can become moms. It doesn't mean that we're going to be good moms for sure, <laughs> but you know, being a mom is being a mom. Most of us end up, although less and less these days, as women are choosing not to become moms. But many of us become mothers, right? So to me, that's not that really unique to me, right? It's just a part of me. But this dream of becoming a part of the NFL and then becoming a professional cheerleader. That was something I had to work really hard at and really believe in myself in. I commuted the entire time from Norfolk, Virginia up to Maryland to do this. And so that's just my biggest accomplishment for me personally, you know, as a woman, separate from being a mom. Because it was just for me. I did it for myself, you know.
0: And, and that's amazing because that means like you had to do something that a lot of people don't get a chance to do. You had to take your self-esteem and you had to let it go low and high, high and low. That's the type of mental focus that you got to have also that not a lot of people are trained to, to have. So I'm just guessing that after this moment, you go through a little bit more time. That's how All She Adventures came about. Is that correct?
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just about a year ago, I think that I really went all in. I was like, Off she Adventures is gonna be my Instagram name. And then I was like, I'm making that my website. It started by just changing my Instagram handle to Oshi Adventures because I liked it. I'm like, yes, I'm adventurous. Let's adventure, <laughs> you know. And then I just kind of all the pieces started to come together within the last year when you know, I do a lot of mindset reading and something that I have been reading. And the more I understand it, it makes so much sense. You have to go all in and you have to decide that you're doing something, like really make that decision. I think that's why I was able to, you know, work for the Baltimore Ravens and become a professional cheerleader because I decided I really wanted to go for that just like this business I decided I'm doing this business you know I had to work through my doubts because I know I've achieved a lot but I still have a lot of doubts in my, in myself I have to work through every single day but the, what I've seen is people who decide that they want something they're going to get it because they are definite in their decision you know they're not half in and half out and so when I decided I wanted to go off she adventures. I'm going for coaching. Like everything just started falling into place.
0: And your big motto, helping women who refuse to settle, sounds like it falls under everything you just said.
1: Yes. (laughs) Because I believe in all of us, we don't want to settle. A lot of times we end up settling because as you know, if you know anything about the brain, we prefer to be comfortable, even if we're, even if we don't like it. So we're in a job we don't like it's easier to stay in the job we don't like than to leave the job and go do something else because the unknown feels scary. So I believe in all of us, we don't wanna settle. A lot of times we start to settle, but I wanna shake that up and tell you don't settle. This is not as good as it has to get. It can get better for you. It may feel scary, but you you can do it.
0: Okay, okay. Now you offer uh, all kinds of services but you have something special. You have a boot camp. Yes. And if you wouldn't mind, could you please explain to the audience the name of your boot camp and what happened in your last boot camp? Not the actual events, but the, the title of it and what was uh, the theme or basically the theme of that last uh,
1: boot camp. Absolutely. So I have a boot camp coming up July 26th. It's going to be four days. So it'll be about an hour each day, four days, different topics. And it's called the Bounce Back Boot Camp. And this is for any woman who just needs to release some shit from her life. Maybe you're in a low moment, you're feeling a little lost, a little confused, a little guilty about something. This boot camp is for you, no matter what that situation might be. It could be a breakup or a divorce. It could be, you know, you've gained weight and you're just feeling kind of miserable. It could be, um, you know, you're stuck in your career, but, you know, this life you're living, you're not really happy with. You're just going through the motions. So, my Bounce Back boot camp is for you and it's free. It takes place in my Facebook group called Thrive, and that'll be July 26th. But I just wrapped up another boot camp uh, earlier in June, and that was called Break Free from Heartbreak Boot Camp. And that was specifically for women going through a breakup, a divorce, a separation, or even for women who have been in the dating world and it's not really working out for them, and they're kind of, you know, sad by, you know, not attracting the right kind of guy. And also women who. Have broken up with somebody. Could be five years ago. I mean, seriously, could be five years ago. But yet, you're still holding on to that relationship. Meaning, you haven't forgiven that person. You haven't let that last relationship go. And you're still bringing your past baggage into your present. So that's what that boot camp was about. It was really great. It was a five day boot camp, and it was also free. I do free master classes or boot camps each month in my Facebook group. Different topics. And so that's what I just wrapped up. And actually, by the time this posts, it'll already have passed, but I'm recording a series of videos next week Called Heal Your Heartbreak Emergency Kit. It's going to be able to be purchased and downloaded at any time on my website, but I'm going to record them live next week and then put them on my website so that anybody can download them at any time if they are newly going through a breakup and want to start to kind of make sense of their world. Because as we all know, things happen to us, but we have to keep going, right? We still have to go to our jobs. If we have children, we have to make sure that they get fed. Like we still have things we have to do and it can be really hard to do those things when we're experiencing extreme pain. So that's what this seven day series of videos is meant to help you start to work through.
0: Okay. I'm glad that you got a, a lot of things going on now. Let's do this one thing. Cause I always forget to do this in the interviews and I've been doing these interviews for a long time. We have to do my famous thing. I call it the shameless plug. People okay. need to know where they can find you. They need to know your website. And like me and you had a discussion earlier about uh, the efficiency of be, being able to go to one place or just to go to you know, Instagram or Facebook, wherever. Uh, could you tell them where the, your handles and uh, your website?
1: Absolutely. Uh, the good news is I keep it pretty easy. So if you go to Instagram and you type in Off She Adventures, you're gonna find me because that's my handle. And then to find my website, it's just offsheadventures.life. So it's not .com, it's .life. But they're both the same to make it easy and even easier if you do like Instagram. If you go to my Instagram handle, my website is linked in my bio as well.
0: Okay, so easy way to find you. So um, we always do these podcasts uh, and we get good information, but then there comes a point in this podcast where um, I I tell a story about myself and it's not selfish, but it's just a simple story. Um, Growing up, me, my grandma, my mom, whoever. On Friday nights, we would watch a show called 2020. 2020 had Diane Sawyer, it had Barbara Walters, and it had John Stossel on there. John Stossel was the comedic relief on there. Diane Sawyer asked some questions. But Barbara Walters, around 10.40 at night, would ask some hard-hitting questions that would determine if we were staying up to watch the, the news or if we were going to bed early. So it's your time to go down the pipeline and it's time to get to the serious questions. These are the questions that make us human. These are the questions that uh, we we go to to find out more about you. So it makes you more personable to the audience. And so that, you know, when someone decides to contact you, you know, everything is virtual right now, but at some point things are going to go back to normal like we know. Mm -hmm. So Christina, in your past, can you tell us one event that made you pivot? That made you decide that hey you know it's time to strike out on my own and take care of myself
1: you know there's several of those events actually
0: (laughs) well we can go through (laughs) them
1: let me think of some of the like the two i have two probably the two biggest ones would be the first divorce that i went through with my son's Father, um, we met when we were 16. and Like I had mentioned, got married at 19, had my son at 23. He was in the National Guard or Air National Guard and was deployed in Iraq and was having an affair. And so that's ultimately what caused our marriage to not work out because uh, when we were young, <laughs> two, we didn't have good role models as to like, what does even a healthy marriage look like? So None of that. I was not a healthy person. I did not look like this version of me you see today, energetically speaking. I mean, okay. I think I still kind of similar from a physical standpoint. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was a different person, different energy, different belief system back then. And so so was he. Uh, and we also, just a quick plug about co-parenting. Co-parenting is extremely important. Him and I are like really tight, good friends. And we get along very well. And I think that that is so important. And it wasn't easy at first, but I had a commitment back then that I never wanted my son to um, draw his opinion of his father based on my opinion. I didn't think that was fair because, you know, as parents, we hold a lot of power right. and we can shape a child's view. And I didn't want to do that to him. I didn't think that was fair. What Brian did to me was not um, anything that he did to Luke. You know You know what I mean? Like it, it was separate. So anyway, I made it a point to shove my ego aside and parent him as best I could with his dad. And over the years that led us to our own healing and you know, him telling me he was sorry and us both moving past it and now having this wonderful friendship. And I'm so appreciative. He has been one of my biggest fans actually in my cheerleading career if I needed him and he could help me, he would take Luke for me so I could go do my things. Like he encouraged me, he supported me. And I really believe that's because we both worked on letting go of the, the things that happened in our marriage. I didn't hold it against him. He didn't hold anything against me. And you may be saying, well, he cheated on you. So how could he hold something against you? But the thing is in a relationship, we both contribute to it, right? So he's not completely off, you know, he's not a hundred percent the the fault, you know, at fault, sorry, at fault yes. for the relationship ending. I was not a healthy person back then either. You know, I did not treat him as I should have been treating him. And when people don't have healthy coping mechanisms, they they choose unhealthy ones <laughs> usually, you know? So that's what I mean by that. But anyway, so that was a pivotal moment for me because when we went through all of that, my whole world fell apart. I didn't have an identity outside of being a mom and a wife. I didn't know who I was. I wasn't doing anything for me at that time. And also I was miserable. Back then I thought that, well, before that point, I thought that happiness only happened to some people and they were lucky people. And I was not one of the lucky people. That was literally a belief I had. Yeah, literally. So that was a pivotal moment because I wandered into Barnes and Noble one day into the personal development section, or self-help as they called it back then, section, looking for a book, some things. I'm like, something's got to change here. And I found The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. It's a old school book, like the language is old. But in that book, he said that you have the power to create your thoughts. And that just changed everything for me. So that's why I am here today, like me. Um, so that was probably I, maybe that would be the number one most p- pivotal uh, point. But the second one was after um, maybe two more. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> the second one was after my when I got married for the second time. I, I I rushed into it too quickly, and I did it because I wanted to give my son a family like a a dad, a mom and him, and then maybe a sibling. And I had this picture in my head that I wanted to give that to him. And so that's kind of what led to continuing on with the relationship that I knew before we got married wasn't right. But I thought like, oh, I'll just work it out. And this is kind of also what I mean by not settling at that point I chose to settle but I had this moment where I woke up and I was like you went through all the shit you went through like with your first marriage to get divorced and to come out on the other side of it only to settle for this shit like absolutely not Christina you are gonna pull the plug you are gonna create a family for just you and your son and it's gonna be fine you know I had had that in the in the media a long time ago I don't think so much nowadays they had this they would put out there this notion that if your kid was raised in a single family home, there is just going to be so detrimental to them. Right. Right, They weren't going to be productive. Right. And so I was like, I don't want that for my son. I don't want that for my son. But I just came to this conclusion, like, screw it. Like I'm just going to give him a great life. He's going to be fine. It's going to be way better than being in another relationship. That's not good for you or for him. And it's probably just going to get worse down the, Down the road. So that was another pivotal point because that's when I decided Luke and I, single family, gonna do it, going all in, and it's gonna be fine, right? And then the third one was my cat, sorry, now's not the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um anyway, so of course she's gonna do it now. So anyway, um the third time was after
0: Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easy way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space, so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add your podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. Once again, Podgo for monetizing
1: you know this slew of just you know dating guys i've not been in a serious relationship since my divorce so that the second one which so that was like 10 years ago i've not been in a serious relationship since then but i have dated guys that even dated them for a couple of months but after a kind of a slew of like crappy guys that they weren't healthy themselves and i wasn't healthy still because they would trigger me and i would trigger them and just ping pong off each other That's the other pivotal moment was when I realized I really had to heal myself and change myself internally if I wanted my experience with men to change.
0: Okay. And I, and I like that, uh, a thing that I got in here at the the very beginning, uh, you did a trait that a lot of people don't have, and that's forgiveness. Mm -hmm. A lot of people say they're forgiving things, but they just forget them. And, and that's something that's hard in our society because sometimes I will forget things that someone did to me. That doesn't necessarily mean I forgave them, but you and your first husband actually forgave each other. That's really powerful. I, I wanna commend you on that because even at our age, people, that, that's one skill we had it when we were like eight. And then yeah. teen years, I learned teen years were harsh on everybody. So I didn't forgive people in my teens or in high school. If you did something <laughs> bad, I'm gonna remember it at that 10 year reunion. So for you to, to have uh, established that trait, that's amazing there. And in your second marriage, for you to realize what you know and what you and how you have applied it to life now—that's amazing, also. So, let me ask you this: in reinventing yourself, because mm-hmm. we're, we're we're getting all the raw stuff out of the way. In reinventing <laughs> yourself, what is something that you had to throw in the trash can? What is something that you had to get rid of? Because we all have toxic traits, but we don't talk about our toxic traits. I'll give you an example so that you can um, think about yours real quick. Here's my toxic trait. I am what you call a collector. I will not get rid of anyone. If you cross me or or something, I'll use my Instagram, for example. If someone says something to me that I doesn't find in my favor, I don't care too much for, and it's something that's not, you know not some something I, have, something I have to deal with day to day. I got two mailboxes. I got a primary and I got a general. I want to mm-hmm. send that person to my general box and I'll check on them if I want to. Um, so I still have, I, I had, I had to eventually like get rid of that trait of keeping people around because in my memories museum, I would have so many people I'd be like, man, I'll put you on the shelf, even though you did me wrong. And I'll bring you back later. Cause I don't want to see you by the wayside. And yeah. as I got older, I learned that I have a, I have two choices I can make. I can, Keep the good memories of these people and put them fully to the side, mm-hmm. or I can hold on to these people and I can struggle through their stress and their problems and make them mine. Yeah, I, you know,
1: I call that loving from a distance. Yeah, love from a distance. <laughs>
0: and, and, and yeah, and that's what I learned. I learned that I've got to love them from a distance. Um, if it's something I truly can give the depth to, then I will. Because as I got older in life, I learned this thing about people: if someone needs a vent to me. My friends are so calm and cool with me. They will actually ask me if they can come vent to me at this moment. Do I have the time to take that? And that utmost respect that I get from them there, that shows me that I've done something right with my friends because they're actually, you know, and and I don't know, because, you know, some people just come to you and just dump things on you. And I was like, wow, I've got this kind of effect on my friends. They actually ask me if they can dump their feelings on me at this time, seeing if I have time for it. Yeah. So so that's where I learned that my maturity in those areas helped me along the way. So what about you?
1: I would say for me, trying to think. So a lot of my toxic toxicity has come internally. I'm more of an internal person. So I'll be really nice to other people. And I can let a lot of lot let a lot of things go, but inside of me, it'll be like WWE SmackDown going on in my brain sometimes. <laughs> like, but that doesn't mean that I've. I would say like maybe there's been times where I've been like a victim. I play that victim mentality, um, and and I'm good at it because I'm personable meaning like i'm friendly i have i know that this is a strength of mine That i'm friendly i'm good at communicating um and connecting with people so with that means that i i know how i can spin a story even though it's a real story but like spin it to like make people like think that oh yeah you're totally the victim like love on me kind of thing It's generally true, but you know, this, I didn't have to do that. I could have just said like this thing happened to me and let it go. You don't have to like play it up. Right. Uh, So that's something that I've worked through over the years. Like I said, with, you know, I could have easily played the victim story with my first marriage and, you know, him cheating on me. And, you know, I could have played that up all day long. People would have been like, Oh, it's so sad, Christina. That's so terrible. I chose not to, but there's, and I don't think that you should. I don't think that sets you free. It just, it doesn't set you free, you know, might make other people, I don't know, give you attention, but in the end you're living by that story. And so you're not going to be living your best life. But I think that there's been other times in my life where I've played that victim story, you know, and I always catch myself and just say, you need to let it go. (laughs) (laughs) Something I have to work through, but internally I, I internalize a lot of things growing up. I was always like a people pleaser, didn't want to upset any, you know, my dad, especially my father, cause he would be very impulsive and easily angered. So I kind of learned to like hide my feelings, not appropriately express my feelings, struggle with communication. So those are all things I've really had to work on over the years as well. Cause I'd rather just practice avoidance and be like passive aggressive, I think.
0: Okay. <laughs> you know? And thank you for sharing that. And one thing that you said that um, it's weird. It correlates with a conversation I had yesterday. Um, you do what we all do, uh, and I'm talking about the the uh, action of littering, mm-hmm. like putting trash in, into people. We all do this, and and I never, I never really thought about this terminology until this person explained it to me. Um, we all do that. A story. We will litter that trash a certain way. Yeah, and it looks good in our favor. And we want people to pick it up the right way and put it in the trash can the way we want it.
1: And be on your side, even though yeah. you're like, I don't want you to pick sides. But you're like, I really want you to be like, on my side, though.
0: <laughs> yeah. And and, and and when I once heard this, this uh, terminology, I was like, wow, this is this is kind of yeah. crazy. I'm 30 plus years old. And I never thought of it this way. But it's true. All right. Now, Going further, further on into uh, helping women and helping anyone in a sense too, because you never know where your story's gonna go and how it's gonna help someone. Um, What was a a moment in time that you knew that your story needed to be out there and needed to be told?
1: I don't think there's one particular moment in time um, for me. I have no, okay, it's gonna sound really weird, but like I've known since I was five years old that I wanted to be a teacher. And so, obviously, teacher doesn't mean you have to be a teacher in a classroom, like the children, but just a teacher. Like, I love to educate, to teach, to show people a different way. I've always been that way. I have never been somebody who enjoys small talk. I will not know your favorite color. I will not remember your siblings' names, but I will know your deepest fears and passions you know, like <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I will get right in there because that stuff is way more fascinating to me because I find and I have, and I think this is why I'm so passionate about sharing my story, Is I have found that so many people have this burning desire inside of them to do something with themselves or their life, whatever that may be, it looks different for all of us. And there's always a reason why they can't go for it. And I always am trying to show people that yes, you can, you can go for it. You can do things differently. You can live a different life. And I had a difficult upbringing, not in the sense that it wasn't a stable home. I had a nice home. My parents provided things for me, but I didn't have an emotionally safe home. And I think that I went through a lot of those experiences so that I could grow up and be this version of me that can help show people a different way and also advocate for the need for us as adults to work on our mental health, to work on our healing so that we are role models for our children you know if my parents did what they did because they didn't know better you know they they came from families, especially my father came from families that didn't know better either so it's generational right like they talk about generational trauma yes right? So like, I feel like I was, I'm here to like break the generational trauma in my family. And I want to help other people break their traumas, you know, and do their healing work because our kids need examples. You don't just know how to handle life. If you don't see how people handle life, whatever you see, you kind of usually end up becoming. And so I want it to be a role model for my son. I want it to be a role model for student, my students. And a role model for women too, because I want them to see that they can be different. They can do things differently. They can choose a different way to see, you know, a situation they're experiencing because we're, everything we do, we're modeling for our kids. And, you know, this is gonna sound super idealistic, but I believe it. I believe, you know, hurt people hurt people. So if we are showing our children how to navigate life situations from a healthy place. So then they learn how to grow up healthy and they learn how to navigate life from a healthy standpoint. Then they pass that down to their kids. The world is going to be a much happier and healthier place.
0: And also, I I definitely agree with that. And one thing that you did touch on that, that I talk about so much, and and it's almost a theme. So many people don't understand that everybody grew up in some type of house, but not everybody grew up in a home. Mm -hmm. And, um, the call to order of like emotions and being able to share it. They always told us go to your counselor at school, go do this and that. And I want to thank you for breaking that gap because, like I said, that damage there that we don't talk about because we don't talk about this at all. Nobody does.
1: Wow. Um, that
0: damage that you're speaking of, that's the thing that causes, like you said, the it's it, that is like to me, I feel like it's like 60% of the root of all the problems we have. In those first two relationships, we start out, you know, within life or some people are lucky and keep the one, but they just never explore. They always have that deep rooted hate from not knowing how to or not being able to express their feelings in a calm, warm environment. And uh, like you said, I definitely appreciate that. Now, we come to a point in the show where um, I've done my research on you. Um, I've talked to you and I form opinions and I form thoughts about you. And uh, to where I give my testimony about you because I've gone in, done research. I can click on your website. You know, I've got 17 different devices in here <laughs> that, I'm, that I'm working from. Um, this is your testimony. You decided that you didn't want to settle and you decided not to settle. You're doing more than what you ever thought you could do. You, you made a statement earlier about uh, your biggest achievement being your cheerleading. Your biggest achievement is ahead uh, of you. It's all she adventures. Um, you're transforming people's lives every single day just by gracing your face on any platform or just taking time to even write a few words here or there just to the general public. Um, some people call that an influencer. I don't call that an influencer. I call it somebody that has a lot of fortitude and loves life. Um, a lot of people love life. A lot of people just don't, uh, amplify that to everybody else. So I want to tell you, thank you for that. Um, The tried and true thing that we have to do is help, help, help. Um, And helping, you've taken care of yourself by doing self-care. That's the greatest struggle we have in mental focus. People get so caught up in, I'm going to help these people, I'm going to help these people, I'm going to take that help and use that help as gratification. You're not doing that. That's something that's very healthy. Because using that gratification uh, wouldn't do you any good. It would just put you in a bubble and make you feel good for a little bit, but it would be something that's temporary. You're not looking for the temporary, you're looking for the permanent. And that's something that so many people, like you, you were talking about uh, how people get comfortable. You decided not to be comfortable. You decided that you're going to go out and you're going to be positive, but you're going to allow negativity to happen because you have to be able to do them both to be human. So I want to thank you for that. Next thing I want to thank you for is being courageous because a lot of people, go through traumas, go through adversities and they don't do anything about it. They just let it happen. And like you say, they keep constantly settling, male, female, whoever, whatever. Um, And like I said, that example, I'm going to go back to again where you're not settling and you're taking a, a choice, taking a stand, you're striving and you're thriving in what you're doing so I want you to keep doing that. I want you to keep being that positive face and let people see your negative face too because that that shows them also that you're human. Um, being human is the hardest thing that comes in doing these uh, trans uh, transformation, coaching, life coaching, whatever you want to call it because the question that's always asked at the end of the day is how are you truly taking care of yourself? And you explained how you're taking care of yourself. And that's something that I don't hear and I don't get from every life coach because every life coach or people that are in this this realm they take a notion and they'll they'll help 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 and they'll say that they're using what they're using to help them a little bit or they'll say they have another life coach helping which that's fine but you're out here you're taking these blows like you're in a boxing match and you're giving them right back so i want to tell you thank you once again for that and uh on the future i hope that every endeavor that you involve yourself in has success and has a failure to it because we want that failure to be a life lesson. You've had some failures and they become life lessons that have become life lessons. Those life lessons you've taken and you've transformed into all she adventures. So that's your testimony.
1: Thank you. That was so nice. Thank
0: you so much. You're welcome. So behind every person, there are people that build bridges that help you cross them not necessarily to get to where you need to be, but to get to places. So who are those people you want to thank right now that have helped build bridges to get you to where you are, no matter if they're positive or negative? Who would you like to thank?
1: Well, actually, (laughs) um, I would love to thank, surprisingly, like I said, given like the experiences i've had in my life but two of my biggest supporters are my father and my son's father my ex-husband <laughs> so i would definitely love to thank them even though like i said we had these hardships i don't know if it was because of me working on myself or or them maturing or a combination of the two but i have like the greatest relationship with the both of them and Something I've realized about having healthy relationships as women is we do need to have healthy relationships with men too, like not just a love interest, but with men in our lives. And so I think that through the healing of myself and letting go and forgiving and working through that with the two of them, I have really been able to grow into a more confident version of myself. So I would say, I am so thankful for the two of them. They have been two of my biggest fans, helping me out when I need it, when I've I've asked. I never feels comfortable to ask for help, right? But if I do, (laughs) they are always there for me. And then also, I have a lot of really amazing friends in my life. So um, I have a lot of really great friends that have been my biggest cheerleaders. I have, I don't know if you guys know Marco Polo, but I have a Marco Polo thread with two of my friends, Becky and Sabrina, (laughs) and anytime I'm having a meltdown, because like I said, I work on my mindset every day, and sometimes there's a WWE battle going on in my brain, and I'll, you know, tell them what's going on, I mean, they're there to cheer me on, back me up, they're in my Facebook group, commenting, like, my hype girls, like, I'm so thankful for the two of them. I'm also thankful for my other coworkers, um, in particular, Madeline and Allison, because they're also my hype women as well. They care about me, they check in on me. You know, it's really funny because I'm so used to being independent and going off on my own. But my one real my one friend Madeline, whenever I go solo travel, she's like, you better check in on me. And if you don't check in on me, I'm sending the cops, I'm finding you, I'm tracking you down. And as like funny as that is to be a grown woman and know that I'm fine because I've done these things before. It's just also really nice to know that somebody cares (laughs) that (laughs) much that she's like, I need to know you're fine. Christina, I know you're fine, but I just want to know because I care about you. So, you know, 10 years ago, I did not have these relationships that I have now with these people, you know, they were in, most of them were actually, except for Madeline and Allison, were already in my life, but we weren't really close, um, especially like with my dad and my ex-husband, I would say we weren't, we weren't as close back then either. Um, my dad did go to jail. That was probably part of the reason back then. <laughs> I think he was still in jail back then. Um, and I was still angry with him. I had to do a lot of, in- but I've done so much healing on myself that what healing and going all in on yourself allows is for new relationships to form with healthier people that are gonna really care about you. What I found when I was younger, when I was not as far into this process was that I was with those people that drained me, that always had drama happening, that always wanted me to listen to them and help them and bail them out, not from like a reciprocal standpoint, right? But like a take, take, take standpoint. And so I'm so lucky to be able to be asked this question by you and to be able to say, like, I have so many wonderful people that have supported me because I used to have this, this thing too, that like, I just do it all by myself. You know, I go it alone. I do it all on my own. I don't have any help, but now I can say like I do. And I'm so thankful to be able to say that.
0: And, And that comes with being a soul survivor. You, you did do it solo for so long that once you became relaxed and you became calm and who you are, yeah. Everybody gravitated to you.
1: Yeah. I had to get cutthroat for a while. I cut a lot of people out of my life, including my dad, including my mom and her husband. Like I cut friends. I mean, I didn't tell them. I, well, I did tell my family because they were not treating me very well. And I had to put role firm boundaries, but with friends, I just kind of let them go. I didn't say anything because I don't think you need to be dramatic about it. You can cut people out of your life without being like, I'm cutting you out. You know, you can just take a step back. Um, But I did, I had a really, I was like, wow, I do not have the right people in my life. And I just got really cutthroat, cut everybody out. And now I'm like, wow, I have amazing people in my life. Mm -hmm. So it's all worth it. (laughs)
0: All right. Well, Christina Rizzo, I want to thank you for being on West Virginia and Commonplace. It's been a joy talking to you. And it's been a great adventure learning about all she adventures. And the other great thing that happened is learning about you personal. Um, That way... All this translates to your business and everybody comes to see you. They flock over. They know a little bit more about you. Um, and once again, I'll get you to shamelessly plug where they can meet you at and how they can directly contact you because in your line of work, direct contact is, <laughs> is the key.
1: Right, absolutely. So again, find me on Instagram at Adventures. You can find me on Facebook. My Facebook page is Adventures. Um, But also I have a Facebook group for women and it's called Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E, like thriving. So you can find me there. I do weekly live videos on different topics and the weekly live show is called Transformed because they're topics related to transforming our lives inside and outside. So it's a free thing I do every Thursdays um, in the group. So come find me in the group for some fun, free stuff. You can go to my website, uh, offsheadventures.life. I also do have some freebies that I'm in the process of, you know, fixing up and putting out there into the world now. But if you find me through Instagram or you find me through Thrive, you will get access to those because when I release them, I I promote them, I I let people know they exist. Um, And then, yeah, was that everything? Oh, if you wanted to contact me, you can DM me through Instagram, that's super easy. You can also send me uh, an email. It's just Christina with a K at offsheadventures.life so pretty simple
0: okay and thank you very much and West Virginia and Commonplace we are signing off